Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, October 20th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Chuck Schumer's turn on the international stage. Number two, where things stand in the House. And number three, Ken Buck's distancing himself from the Freedom Caucus. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The number one story leading Punchbowl News AM is a one-on-one sit-down that our very own Andrew Desiderio had with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, uh, particularly focused on his recent turn on the international stage, traveling to both China and Israel after, uh, let's just say, keeping it a very low profile when it comes to taking congressional delegations uh, you know, to, to foreign countries. You know, uh, Andrew um, had this sit down yesterday, and and to be honest with you, uh, I, we Brez and myself, Andrew, Heather, the whole team, we were talking about, um, we we're just talking about this morning's edition, Friday morning's edition, and we came to the conclusion that um, number like we wanted to lead with this story for a couple reasons because. It's first of all, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of interesting news in here. Andrew did a great job. Uh, It was a very newsy interview, but at the same time, we wanted to show that, like, while the house keeps screwing around and can't elect a speaker, the world is spinning. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not like the world has stopped. We're in a very chaotic time. I mean, vis-a-vis China and Israel, the two uh, places that Schumer has just has just um, uh, visited and and had a, a big role in. And um, uh, just the world and like while the House can't find a leader like, you know, like the, 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 someone is doing thing, important things in Congress right now. And, and Chuck Schumer is that one of those people. So uh, two nuggets that really stuck out to me when we were discussing this uh, this item, Anna, and the two items were this. Number one, um, uh, Schumer told uh uh, Xi Jinping that it is important for China um, not to uh, sorry to use its influence on Iran to not widen the war. She said, "I will pass that message along." That was um, uh, uh, relayed to us by 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 Schumer and confirmed to us by other sources in the room. Um, I thought that was very interesting. Number one, number two, Schumer talked to Xi about um, about Israel and uh, Hamas. Um, but listen, and China's a big player globally, obviously, but um, uh, has a relationship with Iran, with Russia, and and um, uh, obviously this war in Israel um, uh, and Hamas are are Iranian proxies. So it was a very interesting moment for Schumer, who, by the way, Anna, before this year, um, when he when he went to Israel for the first time, he hadn't been on a hotel in ten years. He always says the big his big trips are to Buffalo, which you know there's nothing wrong with Buffalo, but um, he's not somebody like Lindsey Graham who uh, goes. I mean, Lindsey Graham is travels the world all the time. He's always all over the place. Uh, Schumer's not like that, um, and this is really a stepping out moment to Schumer for Schumer on the on the global stage. Certainly, and first, you know, the, the the China trip 
big, but I think even more so um, the fact that he then turned around right afterward and went to Israel and has really been a a leading voice here as the top elected uh, Jewish uh, public official in the United States taking on um, you know Hamas and and making sure to call out uh, Chief for China's bland statement on Hamas. Uh, really, I think also what you're seeing with Schumer here is is so interesting because so much of you know international diplomacy happens but behind closed doors, right? And there's this element of intrigue because we don't really know what happened, who said what, you know, the the statements usually coming out are not, you know, super forthcoming. And, you know, just there's there's a lot happening there uh, that we often don't know about. And I think Schumer, what, what Andrew's able to do here is kind of peel back the onion a little bit in terms of also just how blunt Schumer was with these leaders and, you know, willing to kind of take them on in a way that we just oftentimes don't necessarily hear about. One more, one more thing to note, and I want to. Um, this is something that I found was interesting. Just a nugget that it didn't make it into Andrew's story, but something that he and I talked about uh, after he got back. Schumer said his name. So his name Schumer. He said uh, comes from the Hebrew word Shomer, which means guard. It does mean guard. He's right about that. I'm not sure that that's where his name comes from, but if he says it, I believe it. And he says that he th- he sees himself right now as a guardian of Israel, uh, uh, which at, at at this moment is he says is important. Very interesting uh, parallel that he's making. And again, you're he went to Israel. He literally like landed in the U.S., had a night, and then got on a uh, uh, plane to Israel. So just an, a, a very interesting time for Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. All right, let's run to the number two story of the morning, the topic that we have been obsessing, uh, as is all of Washington, for uh, 16 days. Welcome to day 17, Jake of the house with no speaker. Uh, this has been consuming all of us, particularly you and anybody who reads your <laughs> Twitter feed, um, you know, kind of holy. It's pretty incredible because every time it seems as though house Republicans have an off ramp to end the chaos, to stem the frustration among their ranks, they don't take it. I I actually I'll be honest with you, Anna. I wish I had some. Uh, I wish I had like a, a a lot of insight on this. Like I've never in my entire time covering politics seen a story that is so insane. To be to be completely clear, let me just review a couple things. Yesterday, so Jim Jordan has lost twenty and twenty two votes in um, uh, conference meetings. Um, He's not this is not going in the right direction for uh, Jim Jordan, period. He's just not going in the right direction. So um, he had a meeting yesterday with holdouts. um, And um, these are people who voted against him to a person, Anna. Every single human being in that meeting. And by the way, not everyone showed up because people don't don't even want to give him the time of day. Every single person said, I'm not voting for you. Every single one everyone so um uh people in the meeting said you need to drop out uh you're embarrassing us you're putting people in a tough spot people are getting death threats people are getting death threats when they vote against him and he is insisting today this morning at 8 a.m 
uh, roughly three hours from now, he's doing a news conference that says where he's going to pressure people and make his case uh, to for people to vote for him. He's going to go to the floor at 10 a.m., Anna, and try to get people to vote for him again. He's going to lose even more, according to sources we've spoken to. He's going to lose even more. And then Warren Davidson, his his one of his top aides, uh, one of his top allies, he's not an aide, he's a member of Congress. I'm sorry about that. He took John Boehner's seat after Boehner left Congress, said we might vote all weekend. So people are getting death threats. Uh, we There are members releasing statements saying they got death threats for the con- for, for continuing to oppose him, and he's still going to go to the floor and force votes. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Like, people said to him yesterday, I was someone relayed the story to me, that one member in the... Um, meeting with Jordan said to him, you aren't going to be the speaker. I just want to make that clear to you that none of us are flipping. And he left the room, according to Mika Soliner, our our terrific, um, our, our ter- one of our terrific reporters in the Hill. Uh, he left the room pretty pissed, Jim Jordan did. So um, where does this go from here? I mean, the, the theory to, to elevate McHenry was... Um, was put on pause yesterday, but I wouldn't be surprised, Anna. Anyone could bring up that resolution. It would pass with uh, Republican and Democratic votes. At some point, they're going to get sick of this clown show, and they're going to say, we want to get moving. We want to end this crisis. We want to have a Speaker of the House. We shall see. That is, <laughs> that is all Anna, you're not I as can say. I as I am. The collective groan among lawmakers reporters and everyone in Washington about the idea that they're going to be weekend votes with no actual strategy in place uh, was heard around every sector uh, in this city because I think the problem, you know, the threat of the weekend vote is something we all know well, but to actually invoke it without having any plan, I think will will likely backfire for Jordan and his allies. (laughs) And I think the thing that I think is the most striking and then we can move on, but is, is, is truly in the face of all of the, the chaos and the just overall dissatisfaction and frustration. And the fact that they're getting death threats is that Jordan goes into these meetings and, and to your whole point, to sum it up, he has, it's not as if he's, Working the vote, and okay, he's coming back with one or two, and you know, you're he's putting some points on the board here to you know give a sports metaphor for a guy that loves loves to wrestle and loves sports and winning is you know, I mean, he's in a worse place than he was earlier this week. Um, these things really, I think, oftentimes focus on momentum. I've said that before in this podcast, and the problem for for Republicans, if not Jordan, then who? There is literally no one else who at this point can get to 217. Yeah, I want to say one other thing. Uh, You you make a good point. He's not working the vote because... People aren't you have to be someone in a, in a leadership race. People need to be open to your candidacy and like willing to move like no one is open to this. No one wants this in the conference. I mean, there are 190 people or so that want this. But let's see what the number is today. I imagine that people are going to try to send Jordan a message. All right. One of those members trying to send Jordan a message fits dovetails very nicely uh, into our number three story of the morning, bucking the trend. I love that headline. Representative Ken Buck, the Republican from Colorado, a longtime member of the House Freedom Caucus, 
is keeping his distance from the right-wing group as tensions remain high over his opposition to Representative Jim Jordan's bid to be House Speaker. Just one example of, you know, in this in this in specificity here of a re- conservative Republican who has told us that he won't ever vote for Jordan. Jake? Yeah, uh, Ken Buck is um, uh, moving away from the Freedom Caucus ideology. Um, A really interesting item by Mika and Max. Um, uh, Buck has voted for Tom Emmer, who doesn't want to be speaker, or I don't know, he actually probably does want to be speaker, but he's not going to be speaker right now, let's call it, say that. Um, uh, And doesn't seem willing to move. The interesting thing is, you know, Buck... Uh, has been, has said on the record he kind of wants a TV deal, so I don't think he's long for Congress anyhow. Um, but he, this is a very interesting item uh, that's really good for the moment. All right. On that note, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. There's a bunch more Punchbowl News AM with so much happening. Really encourage you to sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.